2: To episode 9, which is the last of the interviews recorded at Plaitas Resort in cooperation with Apollo. This time the Husky International Series meet up with super-fast triathlete Javier Gómez Noya. My name is Magnus Urmestad, and this is the Swedish outdoor podcast Husky. Find out more about this episode and previous episodes at huskypodcast.com.
1: So how are you enjoying days at the Playitas? Good, one more year here in Playitas, uh, I think it's the fourth or fifth time that I come at this time of the year mm-hmm. and it's a great, great place for training, it's pretty quiet so we can work well mm-hmm. and uh, good weather conditions obviously and all the, the pool, you know, the roads, the running tracks are, are good so yeah, it's for us from Spain it's not very far, it's just no. a two and a half hours flight so it's kind of easy to get here. And what's your relation to the flight Aventura, to the winds? Yeah, it's like a love and hate <laughs> relationship. <laughs> Usually love when you have tailwind and hate when you have it in front. But um, yeah, after some weeks training here, it gets like you get tired of, of the wind a little bit. But I think it makes you strong, it makes you improve the position as well on the, uh, the arrow position. And um, you also learn more to when you ride in a group because you. You know, there's always a strong wind, and you need to know where to place yourself in a group and stuff. So, yeah, it, it's tough, but, but it's good. Uh, where is home to you? Um, I live in Pontevedra, it's a small town in the northwest uh, of Spain. It's, uh, is that where you grew up? Uh, I grew up in, like 100k from there, in another small town. And uh, I moved there like 12, 13 years ago. And I was standing there as well, and it was a good place for training. Uh, I had a kind of a training squad there, so I liked the place and I stayed.
2: Um, has sports always been present during your childhood? Hmm.
1: Yeah, um, I was I was always a very active kid. Uh, I started playing football like most of the kids in Spain. Um, then I joined the swim club of my hometown. And yeah, I did pretty well in long-distance races and... Uh, and by chance when i was 15 i i heard about triathlon and there was going to be a triathlon not far from my town and uh, as some of my friends knew that i liked running i liked cycling and many other sports they they uh, told me to do it and just to try and see how it, how it goes and yeah it was it was a fun experience it was tough because it was olympic distance and i was only 15 years old but, um, I really liked the sport from the beginning, and I saw that I had some potential to do well.
2: Did you like the, from the first race on? You you could tell that you had some kind of talent for it.
1: Mm, yeah, actually, I, I thought I you know had been swimming for years, and I was okay but like national level, not too bad. But um, the first triathlon I saw with almost without training on the run and and bike, it was kind of easy for me to run, and I did a really good time on the run comparing to to the other, so I said, well, if I train, I can do even better, so... Uh, yeah, I, I realized that that sport suited me better than sw- only swimming.
2: Um, was sport always something you dreamed of when you were a kid? What did you want to become when you grew up? Were you, uh, was you a sp- at the f- beginning, football star? Yeah, yeah, at the beginning, a football <laughs> player.
1: Um, then uh, go to the Olympics as uh, a swimmer, and I started to swim a bit more seriously, and eventually a yeah, professional triathlete, yeah. So that has been your your goal ever since you were like 16,
2: 17 or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was focused on triathlon. I was still doing like half of the year pretty much only swimming because I understood it was good for my triathlon as well. And then towards the summer, I was doing more running and cycling with not really a very uh, professional plan, just doing whatever I feel like, at least at the beginning. And um, yeah, when I started to win races in my category and like when I was junior, well, I always dream about going to Olympics and going to World Championships and to the best races in the world.
2: How did it work when you when you got discovered? Did you get approached by sponsors, or teams, and
1: did they uh, headhunt you? Um, I, I just did it by myself pretty much, uh, there was not really... I was lucky that there was a triathlete uh, called Ivan Ranya who was World Champion in 2002, and, uh, He's racing Ironman now, and he lives only 50k away from home. So I heard all triathlon from him. He was still junior back then, and yeah, but it was not really a triathlon clubs for any support. Nowadays there are, which is good for the kids who wants to do triathlon there in any town. there's a club or a that can help back in the day not really so it was the first year pretty much by myself and then my swim coach decided to help me as, as well and he learned as well about running and about cycling and we did we built our own way together
2: has your social life become uh, or should i say has your triathlon life become your social life it's the social part of it is that a big reason for you to mm-hmm. why, why you continued and why you stayed on it
1: yeah well, we definitely spent a lot of time all day you know training or some doing things in relation to, with triathlon. so you make most of your friends uh, are triathletes or part of the world so you're really involved in this world sometimes it's good to be to go out for a little bit and it's good that i keep some friends from from school that they are they have nothing to do with sport although they follow it and they and they support me but it's good to talk about something else and not about triathlon all the time but uh, that being said, I've, uh, I really enjoy a sport, and I don't mind to. to Oh, I'm always thinking about triathlon and think about the next race and what to do better. And if I have a bad training session, I'm I'm gonna be moody for the rest of the day. You know, which which is good because that means that it, it worries me. me. <coughs> uh,
2: what kind of if you look at races, what kind of elements and what kind of factors
1: benefit you as a triathlete uh, for a race? Um, well. I like tough races, like a tough course, Um, for example I was checking the course in in Dubai and it's pretty flat so it's probably not great for me. I feel more comfortable uh, in tougher courses, hilly courses and through the years it's funny because at the beginning I was not very good in in the heat, in hot conditions, I struggled a lot. I would rather have cold or even rain. And I did good results in these conditions and I struggled in the heat. And now it seems that I'm getting better in the heat. And, and the, one of the races I won last year, the WTS in Chicago, was a very hot race. and uh, So that made it slow and, and I won. It was like a surprise because I remember like seven, eight years ago I would have problems in this kind of races. So uh, yeah, maybe I'm spending more time in the heat training. So maybe uh, yeah, my body's changing too. Uh,
2: competing in the like the shorter Olympic distance, um, do you think you get more addicted to kind of uh, an action?
1: Yeah, it's a very, races are very intense and lots of things happen. And even though it's still almost two hours race, it's not a sprint, but um, the first two, three minutes of the race are so important. You need to put yourself in a good position towards the first boy. And so there's a lot of stress, a lot of contact and, and, yeah, it makes me more nervous when I have to do an Olympic distance than a 70.3, which I know is going to be tough, but if you're good, you're going to be good. If you are not fit, you are going to be bad. So there's not really... There's still some tactics involved, but not so many. In and, an uh, Olympic distance race, even even if you are fit and very good, you can make so many mistakes. And, and net transition or a bad position in the water can cost you the race, so that makes it very stressful.
2: Um, does that make for a for a big difference in the mindset, Uh, like, is it a more uh, conflict between the competitors in shorter distance, do you think, because of that, because Mm. of the tougher action?
1: Yeah, probably there's more contact and there's a big, big rivalry in Olympic distance, but um, the relationship with them is is pretty good, Um, probably, but it's true that probably in Ironman and longer races, everyone is kind of really friends to each other and because, you know, everyone suffers for hours together, kind of. <laughs> and, and Olympic distance is more directly, you're racing this guy, you know, you have to beat him. and But still, the relationship is pretty good. Like, my bigger rivals, uh, biggest rivals, the Brownlees, I uh, have a good relationship with them. Uh, there's a big rivalry between us, so we both try to win races. But, um, yeah, that's something good in, in our sport that you don't see sometimes in other sports. I'm coming from swimming or... I know track and field pretty well, and and sometimes those those rivalries makes like kind of enemies out of the out of the race as well, and that's not a good thing.
2: But you, I mean, you you travel all over the world to the same competition, so I mm-hmm. guess you you kind
1: of become friends with. with oh yeah, with yeah, it's like in any relationship with people you have people that you get along better than others yeah. but, and I have good friends in the circuit that are my rivals, Mario Mola from Spain who was second in the world championship so last year was my biggest rival and he's a great friend, he's a really nice guy but obviously when we race we we race each other like like it's everyone else but um, yeah it's good to know and to meet people from everywhere in the world um, How are you on race day? <laughs> Depends on the race um, I'm, I used to be quite nervous before a race years ago, I guess after so many races and experience I'm more uh, relaxed, and if it's a big, I have different mindsets depending on what kind of race it is, if it's a big race I just, I need to focus a lot, and the days before the race I just prepare myself mentally to give my best, and, and, and usually in those races I'm able to give a little bit more than in other races that I kind of more like training races or those that you don't prepare that much. So um yeah, try to visualize what's gonna happen, the way I want the race to go and yeah, where's my I think about the course and where's my uh could be my strongest points or what should I attack or what well, just to build a strategy in my mind. Do
2: you like that part of um triathlon the like the strategy, like yeah. build, building a plan and, and knowing yeah. what feet to follow during the swim. Yeah,
1: yeah, I like that. That's why I like uh, drafting races because they are very intense and it's not only just race hard, but you need to be smart. You need to take lots of decisions uh, during the race. And sometimes when your high rate is 180, it's not easy to take the right decision and to do the right thing. So, uh, yeah, that makes it very exciting and I, I like that.
2: Are you good at handling unexpected events during races?
1: Well, yeah, I try to. Um Again, I guess it's a matter of maturity as well. Yeah, it it's comes maturity after many experience, years. and you know that the race is always long and many things can happen. And I had in my career some of those races. I can remember Sydney 2011, the first race of the World Series that uh, started to rain and the, the road was very slippery. It was in the city centre of Sydney and hadn't rained for ages. So it was very very dirty kind of. And I crashed, other people crashed too. So that caused me, I lost the first group and I was riding by myself for uh, the last two and a half laps and eventually just caught the back of the group, the transition. And then on the run, I was just about to pull out because uh, well, crashed. crash isn't going to be my day. I kept going and then I, I passed 50 people on the run like <laughs> And I ended up winning the race. So it was like, well, just 20 minutes before I thought about just giving up because I G- crashed. A good lesson to never yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <coughs> How? Um, uh, when did you, if you look at your career, when did you start to race against others and not
1: yourself? Um, well, I always kind of raced. Uh, That's the difference between a race and a training, you know, when I'm training I just train for myself I don't mind if a training mate beat me when I have to do my times or my thing I just focus on myself, but when it comes to race That's the special thing of racing that you're racing people and you need to beat people So sometimes it doesn't matter if the race goes lower or faster what matters to, to be in front of the other guy So for me a race is always race against someone, you know, I don't see like that's why those people do, who do challenges like I'm going to swim from here to like 20k by myself. <laughs> but that's good, for, but for me that's not uh, racing or elite sport because competition has to be involved. Uh, what would you say your weaknesses are as a triathlete? Mm, I shouldn't say them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, or do you have I something think, that you focus on?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I need to wor- like get better at my start. Sometimes I have... I'm, quite a good swimmer in the pool and sometimes I have problems in open waters. I'm not great in open water, so we are doing more of that to try to get better. My start is not great, so I need to be a bit faster and have more uh, tension probably before the start and have to improve a little bit my second transition. Well there are always things and, and the three is four. You're even if you are a good and a good level and you race races, you need to keep trying to get better every year cause
2: because it comes down to the second, it comes down to the tenth of the yeah. second. Sometimes. Yeah,
1: and uh, if I was world champion last year, if I want to be world champion next year, it's not enough to keep the same level because mm-hmm. everyone's getting better and better, so you need to uh, update your, your, your level and get stronger as well.
2: Now, a tough question uh, what is your, your core, like your reactor, that drives you? What does it look like? The part of you that that makes you, that allows you to keep push it even though your body says like
1: quit, quit, I can't yeah. take it. Yeah, well, it's usually your mind. When your mind works well, when you're uh, happy, when you're in a nice environment, when you uh, when you're feeling good, that makes you, it allows you to go harder and and just race, um, race better. I think the mind is very powerful, more than what we think, and for those big races, you need to be ready mentally, and uh, yeah, that means to be yeah fresh in your mind.
2: Is it easier? And now it's it's uh, big, big, big quotation marks. Is it easier to push yourself in shorter periods of time, like in like in uh, or the Olympic distance, than in half Iron or full Ironman?
1: Oh, it's a totally different effort. I mean, I think half Ironman, especially for Ironman, I think it's more about pacing yourself. You're still racing people, but it's such a long day that you have to. Look at your numbers, your watts, your heart rate, and just try to stay where you think you can keep up for eight hours, nine hours, whatever. Whereas in Olympic distance, it's more about whatever the rivals do. If one of my biggest rivals attack, I have to go, have to be there. No matter the watts or the heart rate, I just have to try to keep up. So it's it's a different and a and totally different effort sometimes. Uh, a, if you ask a runner what's harder, a 10k on the track or a marathon, I'm sure most of them would tell you 10k on the track. And for most of the people that's like, what? Wow, the marathon must be harder because it's longer, but keeping that hard, high pace for like, whatever, uh, 30 minutes or 25 minutes can be really painful. It's a totally different effort. Um, how would you say, are you good at handling failures? Um, I'm not great at that, <laughs> but um, I, you learn from that and it's important. Um, what happens when you win lots of races and you're doing well, that so like you have many people telling you how good you are, how good you do things, but I learned that it's more interesting. Even when you win a race, you always make mistakes, you always do things wrong. So it's good to have someone, could be a coach or friend or someone who knows you, telling you what you have done wrong you know because <laughs> yeah. it's the only way to improve you win a race and I think "Oh, I did everything perfect probably the next one you're gonna have problems so um, yeah I also got better on that like accepting that I make mistakes and I take it as like something positive in order to improve for the next one
2: early on in your career you had a uh, you had to overcome there was a process with a, a cardiac anomaly yeah um, did that process Change you? Like, did you come
1: out mentally stronger after overcoming an obstacle like that? Yeah, definitely, no doubt. Um, it was a tough time because I was just 16, 17 years old and suddenly someone tells you, you cannot do sport and you're not only worried about doing sport, not about, about your health and your life. So, um, after visiting many doctors and control the situation and after they told me that I could do this sport following some, some checks, period checks, but um they could do the sport without risk we we fought against the federation and against the spanish kind of sports government in order to be able to race it was a very tough time and missed lots of competitions as a junior probably could have won junior world championships i don't know but i, I had a level for it and as i said it was tough at the time but it makes me stronger because when i went to the starline again just the fact of being there i was really happy and I kind of, I think I appreciate more the fact of being racing. I've been doing what I wanted to do. And yeah, so uh, still nowadays, I think that was actually something good that happened to me. Because without that, probably I wouldn't be that strong mentally, or my career would have been totally different.
2: Like now you, it is like, you, you now you know the value of what you're able to do. Yeah, because, yeah. Because you've had a taste of what it would be like. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 that's right. And be- have
1: have be- the value of, uh, yeah just been a star line and and I really appreciate all this uh, success I had here yeah.
2: um, what race has been the best emotional experience you had? Hmm. Mm. If well, you have someone that stands yeah up, that
1: there are, there are many great moments there's some bad moments too but one of them was a very special race in uh, the grand final in London with that sprint against Jonathan Brownlee for many reasons um, after eight races all the world, around the world, it was the last one. It was in London. I was uh, uh, we, had, we were competing for the world title and my rival was British and we were racing in Hyde Park, London. And you all, all came to the last 30 seconds of the race after I don't know how many minutes and hours of racing throughout the year. And I was never a good sprinter. and Still, I'm not a good sprinter. But somehow I did well that day and managed to win in the last... 20 meters of the race so it was very special and and very emotional Um, it was my third world title but yeah it was a race that i'm really proud of uh
2: do you have any dream races that you would like
1: to do um yeah there are a few obviously Kona is one of them Uh, um, harmon world championships i would like to do it one year don't know when but uh yeah and there are others i did already like race like Escape from alcatraz but i would like to do it more often because one of my favorite races but it's not in a great date if you are competing in the world series so it's hard for me to do it or i'd like to do more exterra but uh it's always risky because you can crash on the bike and yeah, if you're training for olympic distances it's not that easy but yeah there are a few of them that i would like to do more often
2: because you've won extra yeah
1: i only did one and 2012 and yeah it went very well <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, because I'm thinking that that would be something that you that you would miss like the nature like the because I think those races are maybe mm. more connected to nature than yeah than the shorter yeah I, I like that
1: especially that one this, the only one experience I had in Exterra in Maui is just amazing mm. the trails were well, the where we swim where the bike goes through the run is just an amazing place we are used to race uh, WTS in big cities, which is cool as well, it's different, but um, I like more to be surrounded by nature and just fight against elements. (laughs)
2: Um, As a professional triathlete, do you see it as a good thing that the the challenge organization is kind of flexing their muscles to kind of start some kind of competition between the competitions? I mean, you have the Ironman and you have the Mm. challenge
1: yeah definitely I think it's good for the sport and will only make the races better because challenges comes, coming now really strong with really interesting races for us as a professionals but uh, uh, also uh, like having those races in the Middle East is in, a, in countries that they don't have tradition and triathlon that will make people there and young people there like look to a different sport and maybe in some years we have triathletes from the Middle East and that would be really positive and really good and yeah um, yeah, and Ironman always, uh, is really strong and they have uh, races like Kona that everyone wants to race there, um, but yeah, they will have to make an effort as well to just to keep up and, and then challenge again. So uh, they're racing the bar and, and that's good for the triathletes and I've been racing b- both challenge races, Ironman races, and they are all really good, very well organized and really amazing places. And yeah, the sport is growing and that's something really good. Are you famous in Spain? (laughs) Do you get Uh, stopped on the street? Yeah, sometimes. Depends where my region. Yeah, quite a lot. Even here, I just had to go to the airport today and took a couple of pictures there with people. (laughs) And it's not something. It's not like a football player. And I'm happy that it's not like that. (laughs) But yeah, people start to know more about triathlon. It cost me lots of years of being like on the top and. In the media, I got an award this year of uh, best athlete of the year in Spain, given by the king. So, it was in all the media, and yeah, it's it's good that uh, not for me, but that people know more the sport and know what triathlon is. Because 15 years ago, not many people knew that this sport actually exists. That's what I'm
2: thinking that, because in Sweden we talk about the the Lisa Nodian effect yeah. on triathlon, yeah, and um, I'm guessing that there's kind of a similar effect with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably something like that. Uh, I raced in Stockholm a few times, and I could see what's happening with Lisa there. She's a she's a main a big character there, which is very good. And in Spain, it's happening a little bit the same. It started with Ivan Rania, which was the first tri that we had that. Uh, uh, started to win international races and now with me for the last few years yes more in news we have the end we have lots of races in spain now and so triathlon is a, a more known sport
2: do you have do you find the time to kind of uh, to help spread the spread the word do you see yourself as an ambassador for the sport in spain
1: well i try my best obviously um, i'm more committed to my training and try to keep racing and and doing the best i can but I almost open. I went to many, I don't know, I don't know how many schools I've been around Spain, especially in my region, to talk to the kids about triathlon. Uh, even today is my rest day, and at 7 p.m. I have a meeting with the uh, kids from the Gran Tarajal, the next village, that they are from swim club, they come training here, and I'm going to talk to them for half an hour, and I try to do things like that, or, or well, when you do interviews, when you do whatever, events for your sponsors as well, just try to... Yeah, spread the word and let people know. But I guess you,
2: I guess you—it's a—it's a nice problem to have the, yeah, to it's be an ni- inspiration. It's,
1: yeah, it's a nice problem to mm. have, definitely. Mm. Sometimes you don't find much time for yourself, especially when you have a resting. You wanna just just rest, but yeah, it's part of the job, you
2: know. It's, uh, Is it difficult? Do you
1: have uh, any difficulties relaxing on your days off? Um, not really. I like just days off, just doing nothing or. Uh, but most of the days off, I use them to do uh, media things, or things with sponsors, and I don't really have days off that I can do whatever I want, um, which sometimes I would like to. But if I, if I have time, I would like just watch a movie or uh, you know, go for dinner, go out for dinner, go for a walk and just relax. Uh, what are you most proud of? Um, I'm, re- well, I'm proud of all my titles and stuff, but I'm really proud of the fact that I was winning races in 2006, 2007, and then the level and the traveling completely changed, and younger people came really strong, and I managed to keep up and step up as well and keep winning races in 2014, so I'm really proud of that, that journey, how I uh, uh, improved throughout the years to keep myself in, a, in the top. And now everyone is asking you, when are you going to start competing in Ironman? Yeah, a lot of people ask me that. (laughs) And, um, I don't know, probably after the Rio Olympics, at the moment Rio is my main goal. But after that, uh, probably, will feel like having new challenges and Ironman is the next step, yeah. Uh,
2: From where do you feel you get the most important support? Uh,
1: From my family. first support, uh, always had a big support from them in tough times when I couldn't race we talked before and um, when bad things happened or when I was injured, when I had problems it was always been there they're always there, I try to come to the races they support me 100% remember my mom and my dad take me to the swim practice at 6 in the morning when I had to do it before school and I really appreciate that and uh, some friends that always been there as well and then I'm lucky now that I have my sponsors that they allow me to be professional and, and to compete uh, at this level, which is, I'm, I'm really grateful to them.
2: Do you have, um, um, is it considered to be a luxury to be able to um, like train outside the triathlon world? Like like you said, going mountain biking or skiing or surfing
1: or something? Uh, yeah, I can't do that very often though, but I like mountain biking, I like it a lot and I'm always worry, try to not, because when I go mountain biking, I like to take some risks and try to improve, you know, and sometimes that could be dangerous, but things like skiing, I'm not doing it because of the risk of injuries or uh, surfing. I did a little bit when I was a kid and I really enjoyed it. And hopefully when I retire, I will spend more time doing this kind of sports. Yeah.
2: But you're a, you're a good student
1: and you, you obey your, your coach's orders, uh, Yeah. don't go yeah. yeah, yeah, at the beginning I had to obey them, now I, I really understand that it's <laughs> a risk because I know I had injuries as well in my career you I know how hard it is to overcome those problems. So it's my responsibility, you know, especially when you already have sponsors and a lot of people behind you. You have, to, someone is paying you to do triathlon well, so you need to just give your best, try to do your best.
2: Um, final question: At what stage are you now in your life?
1: Hmm. Um, I'm a, uh, probably in a mature period of my career. Uh, I hope it's not the the last uh, years of my career. Well, I, um, I cannot finish in one period like. In Olympic distance for example and I'm excited about the future in long distance from 2016 probably um, and I'm really enjoying this last two or three years what I'm doing because I don't feel much pressure anymore as I have won more than I ever thought I'm really happy with that and I'm still enjoying like trying to be better every day train hard and be able to train here or in Australia and many places and the rest results are they are going well so uh, I'm enjoying it a lot
2: um, thank you so much for taking your time. You're Best welcome. of luck in Bahrain. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs>